name of Jesus. And we just ask for your Holy Spirit to inspire your word this morning. Without him, we are nothing. We need him. We are desperate for the Holy Spirit to clothe us once again. We realize, Father, that we're living in the days where we cannot afford any longer to do without the Holy Spirit. We need him. We need him. Just like no one needed you, God, we need you. Just like Lord needed you in his generation, we need you, Father. So we just want to give you the praise for all that you are going to do today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hey, amen. Amen. Mazalan, I just want to recap. You know, I keep going back to the notes that uh, Baba taught last week on, on the Holy Spirit. And for those who did not join us, I just want to go through the nine points that he went through uh, about the Holy Spirit. He said that the Holy Spirit empowers people um, empowered people in a different generation to execute the judgments upon the enemy. The Holy Spirit has been at work throughout generations. I've been reading the book on, on, on the, the 2,000 years of, of charismatic Christianity, and I've seen how Holy Spirit has been working throughout the generations. So number one, he said that the Holy Spirit has had empowered uh, people in different generations to execute the judgment of God and the Holy Spirit, even in these years, in our time, in our generation, he is empowering us, Bazalwani, to do the same. Number two, he said the Holy Spirit comes when the people of, of God need someone to, to lead them, when also God needs his people to be led a particular way. So God is also raising a people. He's raising us. He's raising you in this generation to begin to lead in your families, in your communities, to, to, to speak about Jesus, to, to testify, to be a witness in your generation. And only the Holy Spirit will enable you to do that. He also said the Holy Spirit gives us power to overcome. He makes us warriors even in our generation it makes us warriors to 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 enabling us to tear down the lions even in the spirit realm number four he said that the holy spirit give us grace to communicate the heart of the father the holy spirit enables us i know i'm very shy but i find that when i speak about god and about jesus it, it's easy for me to speak about him um, so he enables us, he enables our tongues. He, he makes our tongues like a pen of a ready writer. The Holy Spirit also comes to give us capacity, Bazalwani, to, to, to know the mysteries of God, to know how to act. Even in, in wickedness, he gives us, he sheds the light. You know, even in the dark, he enables us to see the light and to, to make the right decisions. So the Holy Spirit is for us, is with the church, even in 2020, enabling the church to communicate the heart of God. He also said that the Holy Spirit comes to glorify Jesus. I loved it because he, he mentioned something at the beginning of the teaching last week. He said that the Holy Spirit has, is in no obligation to glorify men. 
He was not released to glorify He did not come down to glorify men. He was sent from heaven to glorify Jesus. The Bible says he does not even speak of himself. He does not speak of his will, but he speaks what he has heard from Jesus Christ. He also comes, Holy Spirit comes to help us in our weaknesses in Romans 8. He also comes to demonstrate the power of God's love, which are the miracles and wonders and signs. He also comes to help us to be conformed into the image of God. So I will continue from there, Bazalwane, because I really feel that we need to understand more about the Holy Spirit. There is not a time that is so critical for us to know who is who was sent to us, who was sent to enable us to live in our generation. Such, so much wickedness and the truth is lie and lie is truth. You know, our generation says the light is dark and darkness is light. Everything is just twisted and we are living in a time and we are raising our children, Bazalane, in a time where they need to know who they are, even in the crooked generation. So I want us to go to Malachi 3. I was reading the scripture one of these days and it's, it continues to be my favorite scripture when you start in verse 16 because it gives me assurance that even as we gather here even as people uh, have joined in Google Facebook live heaven is watching over us heaven is enabling us heaven is taking records Bazalwan. I've taught once that heaven takes records of everything that we do there are books of remembrance that are noted down for those who love God. Amen. So Malachi 3 is the last book of the Old Testament. Verse 16 says this, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and the book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. In verse 17, it says, They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the days when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as man spare, spares his son who serves him. I want us to focus on verse 18. It says that, Then once again you shall see the distinction, you shall see the difference between the righteous and the wicked between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. Amen. For a very long time, Bazalwani, you know, you, you go through so much difficulties in life that you ask yourself, but what's the difference between serving God and not serving God? Um, in, in I think it's Psalm 73 when, when David says, you know what, the wicked are prospering. It seems like they keep prospering. The, the, the more they, are, they become wicked, it seems like they are prospering. And he looks at them and he wonders if there is actually a difference between the wicked, those who have set the, them, their lives apart to serve God, those who have set themselves apart to walk in righteousness. There was a time when David was asking that, is there a difference? You know, I want to assure you that God will make it known. There is a difference. The time, the five, ten minutes, that hour you spend with God, devoting yourself in his word, devoting yourself in prayer, 
looking to make the right decisions, even when the, the options are there laid out for you to win in a wicked way. When you say no to wickedness and you say yes to Jesus, Amen. there is a difference, Bazalwane, and God will make it plain. We are living in a time where we need to choose right, even if it is not comfortable with us, even if everything in us is fighting and saying, no, but there is an easy way. We need to walk in righteousness. We need to walk in being set apart. We need to pursue, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, pursue holiness without which we cannot see God. Every single day is presented to us an opportunity, Bazalwane, to choose life or death. Now, the scripture in Malachi 3.18, it says, Then once more you shall see the difference. The world shall see the distinction. The world will see the difference between those who, who, who are righteous and those who are, wicked, who are wicked. The world will see those who are habitually practicing sin, who have committed their lives in, in sinfulness, and those who are, who are setting themselves apart. Even in school and your university, where your friends are choosing to go to parties and go drink and smoke and do everything else because it's their life, they say. When you choose to set yourself apart and pull your life and gather your life from being scattered all over, God is, is saying there will be a difference. People will know the difference. Hallelujah. Those friends will come to you. It will make it easy for them uh, to receive Jesus through you because they have witnessed you setting your life apart, saying no to sin and saying yes to righteousness even when it was not easy. You know, I love it when Jesus prays in John 17. He says to God, God, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. Just imagine that when we, everyone was saved, the day you were saved, you were just raptured into heaven. So what, where is the victory in that, Bazalwan? Imagine if you are saved and you're just pulled out so that you don't go through difficult life. However, Jesus is saying, no, Father, I don't want you to take them out right now because there are even more of those who have not seen me that will still come to me. I want them. I want you to, to give them the ability. I want you, Father, to give them the capacity to live in this world, to live where the prince of the power of the air is ruling, where the prince of the power of the air is influencing people into disobedience, into chaos. I want you to keep them here because they need to be the light of the world. They need to be the salt of the earth. Amen, Bazalwan. So the Lord is saying there will be a difference. And as I was studying the scripture, uh, that word once again, or oh, so you uh, you will once again see the difference. I studied those words and I, I began to understand that, uh, that, that once again, God is taking us back to his original plan. God is taking us back to Amen. where he wants us to be. Those who have set themselves apart and those who choose Jesus every day, that word once again means there is a returning that is happening. Not only are we returning to God, uh, Ubaba shared some, a quote uh, this week where it said, 
if you have stopped leaving Egypt, you are back there again. Because daily we are leaving Egypt. We are living it. We are, we are living. We are going. We are pursuing Jesus. Daily we are choosing not to sin. Daily we are saying no to Egypt. We are saying no to Pharaoh. But the time you, you, you think you are comfortable and you stop leaving, you are actually back there again because the devil is very sneaky Bazalwan, in returning us to where he wants us to be. In the area of our emotions, the way we think, the way we act, our attitude, the enemy is very quick in returning us where God doesn't want us to be. But this scripture in Malachi 3 says that once again, you will know the difference. Once again, we are going to return to a place where God wants us to be. We are going to return where we, we, we are living according to his plan and purposes for our lives. That word once again means return. It also means repentance. It means should in Hebrew. Uh, it indicates that the, the, uh, there is going to be a returning of ourselves to God. In another scripture, he says, return to me and I will return to you. In another scripture, Jeremiah cries, he says, Lord, return us. Turn us and we will return. So in this season, God is saying to us, I am returning you back into my righteous standards. I am returning you back into my righteous ways. Isaiah 35 talks about the fact that there are those who are going to walk in the, in the road, in the main street that is called holiness, where only the righteous will walk and the wicked will not walk. God is returning us to his righteous paths, Bazalwan. He's returning us to, to the standard of holiness that he wants us to walk in. He's returning us to the standard of purity, Bazalwan, that he wants us to walk in. You know, we are living in, in such a dark time in our generation that he wants us. He wants us to return so that we can be the light that he has called us to be. So it is a season of returning. If you read Revelations 2 verse 4, let's go there quickly. It says that, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. So God is saying in, in verse 5, remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent or return and do the works you did it first. If not, I will come and remove the lampstand from its place unless you repent. God is calling us to repentance. God is calling us to a returning to our first love, Bazalwan. Our first love, returning to our first love will bring about a distinction. Remember when you were once saved, when you first got saved, you spent so much time in the word. You spend so much time in prayer. You are telling your friends about Jesus. You are telling them about what has happened in your life. That was the first love. You are so passionate. And God is saying, once again, we are returning to our first love. We are returning to the first passion that we had for Jesus. Because lukewarmness, Vazalwane, will not do in the age that we are living in. Do you know that the people of the world no, they know how the church should act. You know, when you are, you are when you are a Christian and people know that you are a Christian and you begin to do things that are not of Christ, the world sometimes tell, tells you that, but Christians don't act like that. They know, even in themselves, 
as they are in sin. They don't expect us to be like them. They expect us to be who we say we are. So God is calling us, Bazaloni, to return to our first love, to return to the way of holiness. So there is that very thing that God is calling us to a place where we, we, we are so consumed by Jesus, where Jesus is changing us on a daily basis, where our hearts are shifted towards what Jesus is passionate about. Another word that I studied is that, that word between, not just distinction, but between. So the, the word between also says in the midst of, it means in the midst of everything that is going on, God is going to make a distinction of us. In the midst of that the wickedness and the crookedness in our generation, where our generation says right is wrong and wrong is right, God is calling us to be the distinction. Let's go quickly to 2 Peter chapter 2. You know, when, when, when I'm, I'm here, we read a lot. I go through a lot of scriptures, so I hope you are taking notes. So in 2 Peter chapter 2, Peter is telling this church about uh, uh, false prophets and teachers. I'll read most of this chapter. It's, it's not a, a, a long chapter. But it says that, but false prophets also, from verse 1, false prophets also arose among people, just as there will be false prophets among you. So Paul, Peter is saying here, there were false prophets in our time. And you must expect that false prophets will rise among, among you, who will secretly bring in destruction, destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them out, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Verse 2 says, and many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. Can you see, Bazalane, what is happening in our generation? That because of those who have left the faith, they are teaching a contrary gospel. They are teaching a different Jesus than the one we have known from scripture. He is saying they are causing uh, the world to blaspheme the way of truth. Now, the Bible says that in the midst of that, God will make the righteous to be distinct in the midst of such falsehood and so, such blasphemy. It's going to be so difficult, Bazalwane, to live a lukewarm life. Because the world will not know you. The church will not know you. You cannot be in the middle. We have to be on fire for something. Amen. In verse 3, it says that, And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle. And their destruction is not asleep. God is aware of the wickedness, Bazalwane. God is aware of those who are trying to pull you out of his truth, pull you out of his word, pull you out of holiness. God is aware of those who are preaching a different gospel than the one Jesus taught us. Now verse 4 says, For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until judgment, if God did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of, un of the ungodly, if by turning 
the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes. He condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Verse 17, and if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sen sensuous conduct of the wicked, for as, as that righteous man lived amongst them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul after their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials. The Lord knows how to make a distinction. Even in our generation, Bazalan, the Lord knows how to set us apart when we have chosen to follow him. The Lord knows how to make a difference out of us, not to walk in, in, in pride and to be boastful, but to glorify the name of Jesus. Because God is calling into a place where we walk in such humility. Yes. We walk in a lowly place. Because we need to, to imitate our master, Jesus. God knows when we have gone low, when opportunities pre have presented themselves for us to be prideful and to, for us to be high and mighty. God knows when we have gone low and we have chosen the lowly place, when we have chosen to say, I'm sorry, when we were being hurt, when we have chosen to forgive, when we have chosen Bazalwane, to walk in holiness, to walk in purity. God knows that. He knows how to rescue us. He knows how to set us apart, Bazalwane, in, in trials. Because we are living in a time where we, we need to know who we are. And we need to walk fully in our identity as Christians, those of the way. Remember that Christians were not first called Christians. Christians were called those of the way. The way being in capital letter W. Those who walked in the way meaning they walked in the way of Jesus. They walked like he, like he walked. So they were identified by their character in the wicked generation. They were identified by their light in, in the dark age. They were identified by their speech where people were blaspheming, where people were cursing, where people were saying a whole lot of things. These people were set apart in their generation. So God knows, Bazalwane, the Bible says in verse 9, the Lord knows how to rescue. Uh, uh, he knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the, the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. So God here, Bazalwane, in the midst of the chaos that is going on, in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the pain and the injustice that is going on in the world, in the midst of the lawlessness and darkness, God knows how to rescue the righteous. He will set us apart. I like another scripture in Philippians chapter 2. If we can go there or you can write it in your notes. Philippians chapter 2. Bazalwane says this in verse, uh, if you start in verse um, 12, let's start there. The, so, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He says in verse 14, do all things without grumbling and disputing. 
and that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and a twisted generation among whom you shine as light in the world, among whom you shine as the light in the world. You are walking, Jesus here, or, or Paul is not denying here that you are living amid a, a dark generation, a generation that does what it wants to do. In the book of Judges, it was said that there was a time where Israel lived as though they had no God and no king. They did what was right in their own sight. What they woke up, if a person woke up that day and felt like doing whatever, killing someone, uh, um, uh, being corrupt, they would do what felt right in their own eyes. Bazalone, we are living in a time where people are carrying out their lives according to their truth. You know the New Age teaching which is actually a doctrine of Satan that says you do what you, you follow your truth. You, you follow what makes you happy. God has not called us Bazalwane to follow our truth. There is only one truth. That is Jesus. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. We have Amen. not been called to, to follow our truth. We have not been called to walk in our way. We have not been called to live life in a way that we want to live life. But we have been called, Bazalani, in this wicked generation, the crooked generation, the Bible says, the twisted generation, the Bible says, we have been called to be the light. And there is no way that, way that we can be the light in this generation without the Holy Spirit. Remember in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus uh, uh, tells his disciples, don't leave uh, Jerusalem. Unless you are clothed with power, don't leave. Do you know that we cannot live out of the life that God has called us to live, Bazalwane, even in 2020? We cannot live the life that God has called us to live without the Holy Spirit. Simple, the things that we call simple are not simple anymore. Making a decision about where to, how to drive, which route to take, how to answer is not a simple decision. We need to consult and we need to be consumed by the Holy Spirit who will give us the wisdom of God, who will give us the understanding and his counsel. He will give us the knowledge that we need in our generation. Amen. So uh, I mentioned that in, in, in John 17, Jesus says, don't take them out, Father. I don't want them to, 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 to leave the world. He also promised his disciples, he says, you, you see the works that I do? You will even do greater works. Jesus was speaking to us, Bazalwan. Uguti, even in the time that we are living in, he has called us. He has given us capacity. He has given us the ability to do even the great, greater works than he did. He has called us yes. to do mighty works than he just set. He set things into motion. Jesus set things in, into motion that we may carry even greater works after him. Amen. So Lana, you talk about two in Malachi 3. It talks about the righteous and the unrighteous. And we have covered scriptures that speaks of that fact. But there are those, Bazalone, who have, who, who, who have devoted their lives to be hostile to God. They, they, they are committed to being hostile to God. But it's because they don't know the end. So it is us, we have been called 
to be the light so that they see the light, to be the, the, <clears throat> the witness so they may know about Jesus. So God is, is, is going to cause a clear distinction. We're not going to wonder anymore who is, who is righteous and who is not righteous. We're not going to wonder who is saved. Because at some point, sometimes people think being a Christian or being called a Christian is, 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 is something trendy. You know, I was reading a book uh, and it says during the, the time, is it constant time, uh, he, he made church to be so much in control. He made the church to be one with the state to the point where church was was had more influence than any other entity in his time what he did then also uh, unknowingly he caused people who wanted favors with the government to claim that they were christians so in in his time uh, he caused people to come into the church under the guise of righteousness just because they wanted tenders they wanted favors with the government they wanted to be seen as though they, they are they are righteous men and women whereas they knew exactly why they wanted to be called christian for influence for control so even in our time bazalwane many things have been hidden under the guise of church that that you know people have infiltrated paul talks about people infiltrating the church so we may think that they are noble people so we may trust them but they've been wanting to carry out their wickedness god is judging those who are not his those who are claiming that they are christian and they are not he is judging he will bring about a distinction you know, in the time of Constantine, someone wrote that you, you wouldn't know a difference between a marketplace and the church. That's how much wickedness infiltrated the church. You wouldn't, if you go to a bar and you go to a church, you would not know the difference. I want to tell you, Bazalwanuguti, God is judging the wickedness and he, the judgment is starting in his house. Because God wants to make a distinction. That is why he says judgment will start in my house. So that those who are of the light are known for their light. So that the world is no longer confused. Because the world is so much confused, Bazalwane. People tell us, no, don't tell me about Christians. But Christians do this and that and that, just like the world. They drink like, just like the world. They, you know, they smoke just like the world. They commit sexual immorality just like the world. So don't tell us. I want to tell you, Bazalwane Guti, God is going to bring a distinction. And we must choose him because Judgment will, will, will start in his house. Judgment will start in our lives. God will begin to judge everything in me that does not look like Jesus. Everything in me that is hostile to him, God will begin to judge because he wants to bring about a distinction. As I continue there, Bazalwane, I want us to, to just understand that the enemy is contending against the church. The enemy doesn't want the church to become the church that Jesus is building on the earth. Remember in Matthew 16, Jesus tells his disciples, he says, On this rock I am building my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now the enemy does not want a church that will prevail against him. He will try by all means 
to weaken our influence, to make us uh, uh, look warm so that he is able to overshadow the church. Now the church that Jesus is building will prevail. The church is going to prevail. And I want to say this, the church is prevailing because of what Holy Spirit is doing in the church. The enemy doesn't want that. He is contending. He is. He wants us to be lukewarm. He wants us to be like the world. He wants the world to be confused about what is truth and what is lies. He wants the church to, to be confused about what is lies and what is darkness. There are no gray areas. There will be no gray areas, Bazalwane. The light will be known for its light. Darkness will be known for its darkness. Jesus says, by the fruit you will know those who are mine and those who are not mine. So we need to then begin to say, Lord, in if any area of my life where your fruit are not being produced, where there is no yielding to your Holy Spirit to enable me to produce the, the, the fruit of love, of patience, of kindness, of faithfulness, of righteousness, the, the fruit of self-control. If any area of my life is not producing and not yielding to your Holy Spirit, Father, judge it right now so that I am able to walk in your ways and the world will see, will know me by the fruit that I produce. Uh, Obama mentioned this also last week that the church is the only entity on the earth, Barcelona, that has been given authority to stand against the evil powers in the world. That is why the enemy doesn't want the church to be the church that God has called us to be. The enemy, Satan doesn't want us to be the church that Jesus is building because he knows that if we are the church that Jesus is building, we are the only entity on the earth today, living, walking in our homes, on the streets, in the malls, we are the only ones yes. who have been given the authority to stand against the evil powers. Let's go quickly to Luke 10. And Ubaba covered this on, on, on Wednesday when he was sharing in our Bible study and, and I was busy with homework. So I missed, I had to catch up on the podcast. In verse 19, Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I have given you, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. See, Jesus is not denying the fact that the enemy is powerful. The enemy has influence. But you must understand that the authority that Jesus has given us is supposed to overtake and stop that power. It's supposed to stop the enemy at his track with his momentum. The authority that Jesus has given us through his Holy Spirit is meant to has been has been ordained for us to stop the enemy now it continues to say and nothing shall hurt you nothing by by any means will be able to hurt you now the church bazalani has been given the capacity it has been given the force it has been given that delegated influence you know that word authority means capacity, means the force, it means delegated influence. We have been given that the Holy Spirit is the capacity, he is the force, he is the delegated influence in the church, in us, in my family, you know, in my community. He is that, he is the capacity in us. So without the Holy Spirit, 
We cannot begin to exercise the authority that Jesus has called us to exercise over the enemy. The, the church I shared yesterday with, with the ladies that we were walking, walking with, I said the church is the restraining force. If you go to uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, let's go there quickly. And if you don't get there as quick, you can um, just write your notes. But in, in 2 Thessalonians, I lose th this book <laughs> in my Bible. In chapter 2, it talks about the restraining force. In verse 5, it says, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? In verse 6, And you know that what is restraining him, uh, him now so that he may be revealed in his time? For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. The church, Bazalwane, is the restraining force against the spirit of lawlessness in our generation. We have been called to stand, to stand like a restraining wall against the flood of the enemy's uh, power. We have been called to stand and restrain. I was telling the ladies that things could be worse if the church was not on earth today. Things could be worse. Because we have praying mamas and praying gogos and praying grandpas and the praying church, young people who are praying, there is a force that restrains the power of lawlessness. If you think that things are bad right now, just imagine when the church is taken away because the church is the only entity on the earth that has been given the authority to stand and to restrain Bazalwan. We have been given the authority to restrain. When you wake up 2 o'clock in the morning and pray, when you wake up 3 o'clock in the morning and pray, understand that you are exercising your authority to restrain, to hold back, to hold back in your city, to hold back in your family. You know, some of you are in families where you are the only one that is saved. Don't take your role for granted that God has placed you there to begin to restrain death to restrain wickedness, to restrain uh, even ancestral spirits that attack the family, to restrain things that have been assigned against your family. You are that authority. You are that authority. So the church is the restraining force. The Holy Spirit enables us, Bazalwane, on a daily basis to walk as a restraining force. You know, sometimes you can be in a taxi, and the enemy has assigned someone to, to die in the taxi for the taxi to be in an accident. But because you are in the taxi, you are, you are in that bus, you are praying under your breath. You, you are just worshiping. You are exalting the name of Jesus. You, you disable the enemy. You disable the enemy and his, and his demonic powers. You disable him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So we thank God for the church. We thank God that he has called us as the church. And he will make a distinction. Amen. So the Holy Spirit in the church, the Holy Spirit in us is that restraining power. So whatever power, whatever force, whatever might, 
whatever marvelous work the enemy can employ, Jesus has given us authority to cause it to cease. He has given us authority to break the speed. In the speed that the enemy could be taking over the world, God has called the church to break that speed, to break uh, uh, the momentum. The Bible says in in this scripture that we just read that he is held back until the Holy Spirit is taken away. You know, when the Holy Spirit is taken away is when the church will be taken away. So when we are taken away, that is when we will see the mystery of lawlessness. The Bible says it's already at work. We see that it is already at work, but it is not working in its full potential because we are still here restraining. Number three, Bazalona, the church is the only official priesthood on the earth today. We, the priesthood is, is meant to usher in the kingdom of God. The Bible in, in 1 Peter chapter 2.10, it says that we are the royal priests. We are the chosen generation. We have been set apart, chosen by God to be a priesthood. It says in verse 9, chapter 1 Peter 2 verse 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Why has he called us into his marvelous light, Bazalwan? To make a distinction in the wicked and crooked generation. He has called us. That word proclaim means to preach. Not only to stand behind a pulpit to preach, but when you are witnessing to someone about Jesus, you are preaching. When you are living a righteous life, you are preaching. There are things that we, are, we do on a daily basis that proclaim, that they are a, a proclamation, a declaration to a community, to your family. They are declaring the excellencies of God, even in the dark and the wicked generation. So God has called us to be his priests on the earth. He has called us to usher in the kingdom of God. We have learned about the Matthew 6.10 principle. Uh, uh, Baba has taught this Matthew 6.10 principle. If we, if we can go there, I know you guys know the scripture by, by heart by now, the Lord's Prayer. But Matthew 6.10 says that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as the priesthood of God, as those who have been called out of the darkness into God's marvelous light, we have been called to pray this prayer. Lord, your kingdom come. If any area in our lives, in our family, in our communities, where it is not reflecting the will of God, we are to walk around, speak and say, Lord, your will be done on my road. Your will be done in my city. Your will be done in my nation. Your will be done as it is in heaven. We want to see it manifest on the earth. No one else has the authority, has been given the authority to, to, to usher in the kingdom of God except the church. Bazalani, we are living in a time where we, we can see that the priests of, of the demonic realm have been ushering in chaos. We see it with the, 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 all the chaos that is happening in America, even in our nation. 
the priests of the demonic kingdom have are diligent in ushering in their kingdom. The priests of God have been called to prevail over that, over that priesthood. We have been called to prevail, Bazalwani, through our declaration, saying, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven, on the earth as it is in heaven, amid the coronavirus or the COVID-19, Lord, let your will be done on the earth. Yes, Lord. On the earth. Father, there is no death, no death in heaven. There's no pandemic in heaven. Heaven is not running around in a panic, wondering what to do next, where to get the vaccine. So we are saying, Father, as it is in heaven, let it be on the earth. In Jesus' name. Another thing that I wanted to share is that the church is God's legal authority on the earth called to execute his written judgment. The church is God's legal authority on the earth called to execute his written judgment. God has already written, there's already a written judgment against the enemy. There's already a written judgment against wickedness, Bazalwan. We need to know that, that judgment in order for us to carry it out or to execute it. God has already judged the world. John 16 verse 10 says that the world has already been judged. It has already been judged. In Colossians 2, we read, if you go there quickly, and that's the last scripture that I'm going to read. Colossians 2, it says that when Jesus died on the cross, he executed his righteous judgment. If you read from verse 13, it says, and you who were dead in your trespasses and in, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God gave, made alive together with him, having forgiven us of all our trespasses. Verse 14, by canceling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Verse 15 says that he disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him or on the cross. Jesus has already judged the rulers and the, the, the authorities of the demonic kingdom. There is already a judgment that has been carried out. So when we see a manifestation of 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 the power of, 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 of authority of the rulers of the demonic kingdom, we need to stop it right there. We need to pray against it. These days when we're watching the news, I, I, I just pray, I just say, Lord, I refuse that. I refuse for that to happen on my land. I refuse for that to happen in my nation. I refuse that programming. I refuse that script. We must begin to execute God's written judgment. God has already ruled against the enemy. He has already put him in open shame. He has already disarmed him, Bazalwan. So whatever uh, 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 power that is, he is exercising on, on the nations of the world, it is illegal. We as a church need to arise and judge and execute God's righteous judgment. God has already judged. Jesus has already dealt with the enemy. We need to arise in our position and execute the righteous judgment 
of the Lord on the land. The church will, will only execute Bazalwane, God's righteous judgment through the Holy Spirit. By the blood of the Lamb, the Bible says in Revelation 12, that, that they have overcome. We will only overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. And we must not love our lives to the extent that we are afraid, or, or afraid of losing it. We need to walk executing God's righteous judgments on the land. And we are going to do it by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of our testimony. Mm. What is the word of our testimony? Is that Jesus has already judged you, Satan. Jesus has already dealt with you on the cross. You no longer have the legal right over my life. You no longer carry the legal right over my family. We renounce your work in our lives. Jesus has already judged you. He has already brought us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's marvelous light. Bazalwane, we need to walk in what God has called us to walk in, Bazalwane. We need to walk in the authority that is, is, he has called us to walk in. We need to walk as the priests of God. We need to walk establishing the justice of God on the land. We need to walk expressing the love of God on the, the patience, Bazalwane, the self-control. They will be a distinction, the Bible says. We need to walk as those, Bazalwane, who are executing God's legal and written judgment on the earth. The enemy needs to know us for who we are because he knows us, but it seems like we don't know who we are. That is why we want to be like everybody else, but we don't want to be like the church that we are called to be. Now, we cannot be like the church that we have been called to walk as without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit, Bazalwan. He is the capacity. He is the ability of God in us. He is the power of God in us. He is everything that we need to make it and to carry out the work that he has called us to carry out on the land. Amen. Amen. May we pray, Bazalwan, and just thank God for his word. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, give us the understanding, shine the light in our hearts that we may understand your word, that we may, we may understand what you have called us to walk in, that we may know our identity. Father, help us, Father, to establish your will on the land. Help us to establish your kingdom on the land. Help us to be the priests that you have called us to be, to walk in holiness, to walk in righteousness, to walk, about, um, Lord, as those we have set apart, to walk as your precious possession on the earth. I thank you, Father, for those who joined in on, on, on the Zoom meeting, even those who have joined in on Facebook Live. Father, I thank you that you are making a distinction of them on the land. The world will know the light that, that you have called them to walk in. There will be the light. There will be the salt. They will walk in the influence that you have called them to walk in. Father, I thank you that you give them their capacity. capacity. You give us their cap the capacity, Father, to do your will on the earth, to walk straight in a crooked generation. Thank you, Father, for that in the name of Jesus. So I ask that you bless them this morning in Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. Amen. Amen.